0: Alara once was whole, but long ago the Sundering shattered the plane into five shards that drifted just beyond each other's reach. As the shards migrated, they slowly took on new shape, new life, new order. Mana ley lines were severed, denying each shard access to two colors of mana, which allowed those remaining to surge unfettered. One such shard severed its anchoring tethers to white mana. Order dissolved, unity, and community forgotten. The healing balm of life stifled. The shard was likewise stripped of its green manilay lines. Vigor lost. Reverence for the natural faded. The strong pulse of vitality weakened. Here, all in abundance are death and decay. Here, the landscape has rotted. The natural life cycle has stagnated. The invigorating surge of growth and light has been cast over, choked by sulfurous fumes of toxic waste. Here, ancient necropolis crumble. Their extensive crypts lie empty for those long dead have risen from eternal slumber. Here, skeletons shamble, vampires take to the skies, and demons gather souls corrupt by promises of power. Here, life has been twisted into a gruesome, macabre mockery. This is the Shard of Grixis. Grixis is a shard richly endowed with reserves of black mana and is thus strongly influenced by this color's ideals. Death reigns supreme over the fetid swamps and still waterways of Grixis, so much so that most denizens lurking are not truly alive, but rather creatures born from undeath. Powerful necromancers raise buried corpses and command skeletal legions with which to wage war on another. Afflicted vampires soar high above the mountains in ashen clouds, tracking what little life remains. A sentiment of this plagued world is given to us in the flavor text of Fleshbag Marauder. Grixis is a world where the only things found in abundance are death and decay. Corpses, whole or in part, are the standard currency among necromancers and demons. Grixis is equally ruled by ambition as black mana corrupts countless, shapes dark desires, and reveals a cutthroat selfishness that dominates the land. Greed and personal gain are monumental driving forces, rendering the shard incapable of a structured society as all seek only their own betterment. Black supported in its violence and anarchy by the presence of red mana. Hatred and loathing are fueled by the passions of red, as the undead recklessly slaughter another and zealously hunt the few living that remain on Crixis. Demonic overlords wield fire and death magic to melt foes, which we see illustrated in the card Blightning, while Blood Cultist highlights the significance of sangromancy or blood magic to reinvigorate bodies devoid of life. Red also lends individualism and freedom, which only fuels the existing anarchy that suffuses Grixis. Not bound by law, the only hierarchy that exists is founded on strength, cunning, and self-preservation. Red's hot tempers and raw emotions are cooled by the presence of blue mana. Blue offers insight, calculus, and prognostication to further the ambitions of black mana. Deceit and subterfuge are employed by blue-aligned mages to realize their goals, Illusionists call on stagnant oceans to fuel spells, necromancers and liches divine portents through skeletal scrying, and flesh is not all upon which the horrors of Grixis feast. The mind is a delicious morsel, as thought is equally devoured. This is beautifully illustrated in the card Nemesis of Reason, which shows an incomprehensible horror and whose flavor text reads, Words describing it fail, pages relating it shrivel, tales recounting it end. When taken together, these three colors result in a toxic realm devoid of life and largely denuded of natural resources. It's a shard gripped with anger and dark scheming, where death is abundant, civilization greatly lacking, and corruption seeps from landscape into soul. A truth displayed in the art and flavor text of Grixis Panorama, which reads, There is no height above Grixis that is free from the stench of death. While the text of Wretched Banquet Economically summarizes the reality of life on the shard, in which the traitor king Cedrus remarks, The meek inherit nothing. But Grixis is just as easily defined by what it lacks. Without the influence of white manna, ideas of order, authority, and structure have dissolved into lawless anarchy ruled only through instinctual desires. Such vaulted morals as honor and duty have been supplanted by hubris and duplicity. We hear this in the flavor text of Grixis' charm so many choices. Shall I choose loathing, hate, or malice today? Life and healing manifest in white are nowhere, their influence absent, the acute pains of which are only exacerbated by the loss of green manna. Both colors foster growth, preserve the living, and inject vitality into life's circle to continue its natural cycling. Without green, forests have withered, fields have long since fallowed, and the cradling embrace of verdant essence has depleted. What results is a shard crippled by inertia, where nothing new grows, where what few shreds of life that remain are constantly and often gruesomely recycled without end? We hear this in the flavor text of Agony Warp, which reads, Life's circle has become inverted in Grixis. The same energy is endlessly recycled and becomes more stagnant with each pass. Grixis is a foul shard, a husk that at its very core stands lifeless. This is cleverly represented in the unearth mechanic present on several cards tied to it. It portrays both the skill of the shard's necromancers to reanimate dead creatures, and also the pained, grotesque form of immortality innate in such abominations as can be found on Grixis, and inherent in the land itself. The landscape of Grixis is filled with haunted moors, dreg heaps of skeletal and rotten remains petrified by lava flows and misty waters whose murky depths are unknown. It offers little respite and much danger. The dominant landmass of the Shard is known as the Dregscape, a putrid amalgamation of boneyards, necromantic dumping grounds, ruins of ancient eroded cities, still bogs, and meandering rivulets of magma. Its foulness seeps into everything and instills those dwelling within with gruesome intimations. The Dregscape is a temporary resting place for Grixus's dead who are both willing and unwillingly stirred from their slumber to return as reanimated corpses. It's a horrid fate, but keeps the unnatural cycle of death on Grixis churning. We see it illustrated in the Shard's planar card, and the abominations found underneath the Refuse in cards like Dreg Reaver and Dregscape Zombie, whose flavor text reads, The undead of Grixis are fueled by their hatred of the living. It's no wonder this landscape attracts all manner of liches and wizards, who summon undead to realize their ambition. Several stony skeletons dot the dregscape, remnants of cities lost after the Sundering, that have now become necropolises and havens for the most ambitious on Grixis. The most notable is Sadraxas, fortress of lich lord Sedris, the traitor king. Long ago, Sadraxas was the kingdom of Vithia's beating heart but the Sundering shattered order and allowed evil purchase. Vithia couldn't stop the relentless march of demons and undead, but they refused to submit. Sedrus, realizing his people couldn't claim victory, betrayed his station and made a pact with demons. For immortality, he opened Sedraxas' gates, allowing ruthless slaughter and blood spilling to flood into his city and devastate his people in wanton massacre, earning himself the moniker of Traitor King in the process. This tale is related in the ardent text of Crumbling Necropolis. They say the ruins of Zadraxis were once a shining capital in Vithia. Now it's a blight, a place to be avoided by the living. Unx is another bastion of undeath, notable for its zombie wizards and the demons who rule it, which we can see in Archdemon of Unx, whose text reads, The necropolis at Unx was once a living city, its streets untrodden by death. The half-sunken ruin of Keterak lies at the boundary of the dregscape where rotten land gives way to an equally festering ocean. Horrors like the Keterak Creeper and Parasite lurk in its shadowed labyrinthine passageways, awaiting an opportunity to devour stray thoughts and unsuspecting prey. The waters surrounding the necropolis are patrolled by benthic behemoths as is the case in Ketarect Leviathan while the shoreline is home to all manner of rancid beasts, hoping to snatch tasty morsels of still-living flesh. We see this in the card Shore Snapper, whose flavor text reads, "The Cathari, the sickly Avon of Grixis, have learned that the corpses by the shoreline are more trap than treat. Beyond the horizon lies an archipelago of Refuse, where the Cathari roost. Adept scavengers, Cathari flit along toxic clouds to scrape what little flesh remains on rotten bones, then dump them, as the flavor text of Bone Shard states, in the bone heaps. Their emaciated figures are seen in Cathari Screecher and Bomber. On a shard like Grixis, where pestilence reigns and stagnation permeates, life force is a precious, ever dwindling commodity. Its essence, called this, acts as currency between all manner of undead, who use its vitality to invoke arcane incantations and extend their own miserable immortality. We see the capture of this in the illustration of Absorb Vis, while the flavor text of Bone Splinters highlights its import. Witches of the Split Eye Coven speak of a future where Grixis will overflow with life energy. For now, they must harvest Vis from the living to fuel their dark magics. Broadly, Grixis can be divided into two groups, the few creatures that possess this and still live, called vitals, and the overwhelming majority of undead that shamble and scheme for its acquisition. The aforementioned Cathari number among vitals, as do Grixis's ogre populations, who due to their toxic environs, have grown bizarre mutations as seen in Incurable Ogre and Firefield Ogre. The former flavor text grants insight to their nature. Each mutation causes the incurables to look vastly different from one another. They are left with only one thing in common, their insatiable lust for the slaughter. The largest contingent of vitals are the human bands of nomads called Vithians. Their name harkens to the ancient kingdom of Vithia, whose lineage they can trace, but has long since died out, even in memory. Vithians are mobile by necessity. Their holdouts and shelters, called hermitages, are incessantly under threat by roving demons or undead legions, to whom the scent of this is an irresistible allure. They must make haste to avoid a ghastly demise. The vitals fight a losing battle on Grixis. Death can be delayed but never denied. To ensure survival, Vithians are practiced in the arts of illusion and misdirection, their very lives dependent on cunning. We see this in cards like Grixis Illusionist and Battlemage. The flavor text of Swerve highlights Vithia's desperation. We can't beat the necromancers in number or raw power. We must beat them with ingenuity and timing. While the vitals eke out a paltry existence in fear of predation, Grixis' undead lock another in battles of will and ambition to extend their personal influence. The most powerful of undead are winged, horned, domineering demons, vile manifestations of black mana. Their desires unbounded, their schemes unfathomable, Demons represent a darkness few can oppose. They use vis to cast spells that enhance their power. They use lies and deceit to draw in ambitious supplicants with false promise, and they vehemently attack all who challenge their authority. We see their cruel visage on display in Extractor Demon and Defiler of Souls. The flavor text, meanwhile, of Prince of Thralls highlights a demon's ruthlessness. There are none alive that I cannot crush. There are none dead, that I do not command. All manner of creatures bend knees before their demonic overlords and seek to curry favor, but a demon's largesse is fickle and inflicting as the text of Yoke of the Dam reads, the demon's yoke is part leash, part noose. Perhaps the most powerful of demonic entities is a peculiar mix with a dragon. Malfogor is possessed of demonic knowledge and draconic spite. Beneath demons sit the levitating host of vampires, who dart across the skies and descend on unsuspecting prey full of both nourishing vis and delectable blood. They're a rare sight, only referenced in Blood Tyrant and vein Drinker. but as with most vampires, they grow stronger with each corpse drained. Undead barons, warlords and necromantic wizards known as liches, are common across Grixis and command a great deal of power. They carve up the landscape into petty kingdoms, necropolis city-states, and when not promoting their own machinations, often attend to the schemes of demons. Their ability to summon and lead legions of the undead is highlighted in the abilities of Lichlord of Unks, while Death Baron's flavor text reads, For the Necromancer barons, killing and recruitment are one and the same. The most infamous of lich lords is the aforementioned traitor king Cedrus, who rules a vast swath of territory from within his undead bastion of Sedraxis. The most abundant undead are the thousands of poor souls that have been magically reanimated time and again as zombies to unthinkingly carry out the whims of their masters. Bones, skeletons, heaps of putrid flesh are all reborn, denied the satisfaction of peaceful oblivion. They're killed, reconstituted and revived in an endless cycle of undeath. We see their nightmarish appearance illustrated in shambling remains and infectious horror. Zombies have little faculty, no concern for their own preservation, and no will. They're creatures of deplorable instinct noted in the flavor text of Zombie Outlander. The ripe smell of life drifted into Grixis. The dead caught the scent and with reckless hunger followed it back into Jund. With the coming of the Conflux, Alara's shards, so long isolated, merge again in a tempestuous maelstrom that roils the landscape, that redefines reality. Grixis is buffeted by waves of vital growth and vigorous life force as green and white mana surge across the dregscape. The reconnection to these colors of mana breaks Grixis free from the degenerative stagnation of death as life once again offers renewal. Green mana invigorates the land as powerful forces of nature till depleted soils, mitigate blight, and cultivate growth. We see the blooming of a shard largely withered in the art of trace of abundance, where both green and white mana work to reclaim a skeletal necropolis. White mana supplements green in establishing a new life cycle to Grixis, but it also brings order and stability to a shard dominated by chaotic ambition through swordpoint diplomacy. Bant scouts and soldiers sojourn into the putrid swamps of the shard, bent on zealous crusade against undeath. death They view the abominations of Grixis as anathema to their own existence, and fervently strike against demon and lich lord alike, which we see in cards like Bant sureblade, while the flavor text of zealous persecution sheds light on Bant's war with Grixis and reads, Yarrick return from Grixis changed, a haunted look in her eyes. She destroyed them with an unholy glee that made me shudder. But the conflux is not a unidirectional exchange, and just as Grixis is molded by intake of new mana, so too does it export death, ambition, and toxic pestilence to the other shards. The sweet nectar of this runs rampant through Naya, Bant, and Jun, piquing voracious appetites and a desire to feed within all undead on Grixis. They leave the shard by thousands to slaughter, feed, terrorize corrupt and slake their thirst, which we see in the zombie outlander, while the card Voices from the Void illustrates the painful tumult unleashed when millions of the damned pour forth. With such swirlings of new energies and revitalized life, the Vithians and other survivors once more have hope of escape or victory over death, while scheming Lich Lords tap into surges of mana to fuel new devastating spells as seen in Fleshformer, whose text reads, Necromancers, who discovered the new sources of mana, were quick to dream up new nightmares with them. An in Yggdras maelstrom wielder, an ogre wizard forced into the chaotic maelstrom who became a conduit of its raw, volatile energies. Grixis, a shard of rot and decay. It's a land ripe with pestilent stagnation, a land dominated by ambition. It preserves loathing, selfishness, and misery. It's a land crippled by undeath. Imprisoned by greed. All across, demons strike infernal contracts, necromancers raise armies of zombies, and untold horrors lurk in fetid marshland. The few living fear constantly for their lives as they are surrounded by the consequences of death. Will Grixis be reclaimed and renewed with the conflux? Will the soldiers and angels of Bant save Vithia from demise? Or will the cold grip of undeath remain and even infect lands beyond with vile sickness that is characteristic? Of Grixis. Thanks so much for watching and listening to The Shard of Grixis Explained. And that wraps up our series exploring the shards of Alara. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know your thoughts on Grixis's undead hordes, which shard is your favorite, as well as suggestions for future videos in the comments below. And if you're a fan of lore and storytelling, be sure to subscribe to the channel, check out the podcast or the blog, where content is uploaded frequently. Again, a huge shout out to all of my Patreon supporters over on Patreon your patronage means the world to me and helps the channel grow and improve if you're interested in becoming a lore luminary for access to me a great community written scripts and early video drops check out patreon.com slash the to learn more until next time go forth and explore the lore